Welcome to Parents on Pictures Podcast. My name's Damien. My name's Sam. I'm Matt. And I'm Andy. And what we do each and every week is we take a film from a popular streaming platform like Netflix, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Disney Plus, essentially whatever it is that we can afford. And uh, <laughs> once we've viewed it, we come in here and we talk about it. Obviously, the whole point is to try and save you all some time because there's thousands and thousands of films out there now. It's taking a long time to get through them, especially with isolation because, well, they just keep buying stuff up. Which is good. Um, uh, I'm going to pass you over to Matt because Matt, this week was your choice. What have you got in store for us today? So I thought we'd jump into the boat here. We're going back to 2003 with uh, Lars von Trier's Dogville. Um, it's a movie set in 1930, and um, it focuses on a small, small town, probably about 15 buildings. Um, called the town's called Dogville. Um, a, a stranger comes into the town and the town is forced to look at their own behaviour and this this film delves deep into the human condition in a, in a quite a dramatic way. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> and who uh, who stars in this film specifically? Who are the headliners? Uh, so we've got Nicole Kidman and... Paul Bettany. Yep. Paul yeah. There's, there's lots of there's lots of, stars, yeah. lots of stars. Yeah, they're the two main ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nicole Kidman is the headliner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but the, there are lots of stars that he 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 regularly uses in his films. The that bad made guy. It. I can't think of his yeah. name. James Khan. He's the, the the. I was gonna say the villain. The gangster. The, the gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Chuck. He's been in quite a few of 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 Lars's films before. Okay, um, and. Um, we were talking earlier, but I, my assumption was that this was something that you'd had kind of, I don't know, this was a film that you'd had uh, some previous kind of interaction with or whatever, but this it's not, it's a, it's a fresh one, it's but you're a fan of the director. Fan of the director, but this is one of the only pieces that I, I haven't seen of his before. Um, uh, it's part of a, a trilogy that focuses on um, America um, and uh, particularly women in America. Right, got you. What are the other two in this trilogy? Because uh, this is only the second film of his I've ever seen. Because when I first saw it, as I was sat there, I was like, I wonder if I've stumbled across any of his work before. So I, as you do, brought him up on IMDb. And as it turns out, I've only ever seen one of his other pieces of work. So what are the other two of this trilogy? Um, so it's uh, Dancer in the Dark, which uh, stars Bjork. Yep, that was the only other one that yep. I'd ever seen, yeah. And I'm pretty sure, I haven't been out, I've moved and don't have internet, so I haven't been able to look up the trivia for, for this, uh, This so this is all off memory, but I think it's, the first one in the trilogy is Mandalay, I, I believe. Gotcha. Could be wrong, put in the comments if, if I am correct, <laughs> please. <laughs> so this is, two, <laughs> what, three... It was, it's nearly three hours. It's like three yeah. hours. Yeah, hours. So there's, there's a lot to unpack here. So probably the, the best way to probably do this is to go as best as possible through the plot. Could we start before we do that? Mm. You, you said a moment ago that uh, Lars von Trier, you like his work. What is it about Lars von, Tri Lars von Trier's work that you particularly like? Um, I like the, the camera. I think he's, he's a master at framing a, a shot. Mm -hmm. yeah, some really great camera work. Um, I like how he how he kind of digs he digs metaphors into the film in in quite a, a smart way, and um, I think he he's not afraid to shock you to get a point across. 
I, I like Lars von Trier as well. And one of the things I really like about him, and I think that this film really captures that, is his ability to do something totally unique without it seeming too... Um, Gimmicky? Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah, he, he, almost, um, he almost... You know, he's classified as an art house director, but I, I, I think what things he does he does really well and it almost pushes it into into the toes into the mainstream cinema some of the dialogue in this wouldn't i think wouldn't seem out of place in a in a tarantino film um, <laughs> yeah i definitely say that he's got that kind of crossover like into mainstream like mm-hmm. I, i've not watched any of his films previously but i know of him and i have kind of an expectation of what i would expect to see in a Lars von Trier film based on reviews and based on just the I, just the bits and pieces that I've picked up just almost like viral osmosis. Mm. Um, so it's definitely got that kind of uh, someone that you know you're more likely to have watched a Lars von Trier film being someone that's not massively into kind of art house cinema. I would mm-hmm. say than maybe other other directors. Yeah, I think it's it is relatively mainstream. I think yeah. it's working, mm-hmm. and it, the the way to access it is very mainstream too, especially on streaming platforms more recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I own, I've only ever seen Lars von Trier films on streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I didn't see any of his work before that. So, well, Previously it was all on, um, oh, what's the, what was the, the, the distribution label? Tartan? All the stuff used to be on Tartan films. Um, you know, that was quite an underground um, yeah. art house. Are they the ones who did, uh, is it Tartan Asia Extreme? That's it. Like, yeah. yeah, that's where I got a yeah. lot of the, a lot of the, uh, the horrors from from you know all over the world and, and through Tartan. That's yeah. what I did as a, as a as a teenager, just delve through the Tartan uh, um, <laughs> kind of discography in yeah. in, in, the, in their uh, in HMV. You <laughs> mentioned you mentioned running time. Yes, I'd be interested because I just through I don't know the amount of time I had available, I ended up watching this in kind of three stints, mm. okay. and I. I don't know if I would have a different opinion of it if I had watched it in one go. I'm telling you, you would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was 250 minutes inclusive of credits, I think. Right. And I sat down and watched it in one go. I can only imagine that breaking it up would have had a much different impact yeah. in terms of the film itself for me. I was talking to Damien about this earlier and about how... Uh, I watched the film the second. I'd seen the film before, and I went to watch it a second time round. And I got about fifteen, or oh, about, I don't know, maybe even five minutes in. I thought to myself, I recognise this film, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't remember this film. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks about fifteen minutes, and I went, Oh my god, it's that film! The film that lasts forever. <laughs> was, this is my first. I'd never seen this film before, and I didn't. I I only knew the director through reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and obviously his, his reputation's really good mm-hmm. and so I was watching it and I looked it up on IMDb as well you know as you do and I was like oh it's got 8 you know 8 out of 10 I know that's a public opinion but usually it's it's pretty on point and so I was like okay cool this this should be very interesting I wasn't looking for you know like a a big old thriller or something that was going to be super exciting and all that kind of stuff but I was like okay Given the director, given the length of time, and given its rating, I started to look at the film for more things like its style and its substance 
and the relationship between the characters as opposed to the overarching story itself. Um, and the the one thing I think, which was which is probably a bit my fault, the beginning I loved mm. the over uh, like the um, the bird's eye view mm -hmm. of the whole stage. Mm -hmm. And the way that it comes down, and with John Hurt's voiceover. To be yeah. fair, John Hurt's voiceover is one of the things that kept me going, because um, I just love listening to him. And and the fact, the way that it just goes right down to the radio. So like, okay, oh, I sure. yeah, awesome. So like, I knew that when it came to the way that it's going to be filmed, I'm I'm in for something really special here. But I think because of my ignorance of the film, I was expecting that to be like a stylized shot. And then the stage would fade out and we would go right. into like an actual right. yeah. um, kind of real place as opposed to a stage play. Mm. And it was at that point when it didn't come out of the stage play, I was like, okay, it's going to be one of these films. I was, was like, right. Was I that a challenge change. for you? Because I think that's something that we used to talk about early yeah. on, really. It's kind, of, well, I mean, kind of why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> You've kind of alluded to it. But um, yeah, this, this, this film has, has very little set. Right, mm. uh, it's almost the set none. is almost representative rather yeah. than that. it doesn't yeah. serve a purpose. Great example is the dog. The dog is a, mm -hmm. a chalk outlining, and they've just input sound effects of a dog. Right, mm -hmm. there's no actual dog yeah. on stage. And, and for me, yeah. the mine as well. I thought it was quite interesting yep. when she goes to hide in the mine. Yep. It's just the outline of the mine. You it's can like the see forced, her. The forced perspective, isn't it? Yeah, kind of type of thing. But I think it's interesting because it kind of borrows from theatre, but you could not do what he's done on the stage. No. It is very much a. You, you could, and I only know this in terms of with my background in theatre, you could do something very similar, and I'm trying to think of the name of it, and if Alice is listening right now, she can hopefully prompt me on it. Promenade, that's what it's called. Promenade theatre, where the audience move around the stage with the performance, mm. and the performance mm. happens with them. Mm. You yeah. could do something like that, and actually, this would, I think, mm. fit that perfectly. Mm. If you had a warehouse, and you had this happening, and these people moving around the space, and becoming part of that space, mm. they would be so effective on stage. Mm. I really liked it in film too, and I'm yeah. As I was watching, I thought, "How has nobody ever done this before?" <laughs> I, did, I did think that some of that kind of theatricality, the the using of that really stripped down set, it almost made some of the shocking elements of it even more impactful. Right, and I think it'd be fair to say straight off the bat that I mean, this is a 15 rated film, but I would say this is a film that you need to go into expecting mm. to be kind of, I don't know, not. I guess shocked, or at very least, there's some really serious themes coming out of it. But yeah, mm. they're, they're, I think it might have been possibly the first rape scene. I was, I was kind of like, wow, this is, this is just intense. Yeah. Just the, everything that's going on, the way that it's, the way that it's set out in such a, almost like a matter of fact way. Yeah. Um, was yeah, that really hit me. Um, uh, so. It almost like you said. It felt maybe to start. Uh, is this a gimmick? Are we gonna then? Are we gonna then click into on location yeah. in you know these mountains in America? No, we're not. We're gonna do this the whole way through. Yeah. The only thing that I that kept getting me was people opening and closing doors. <laughs> right. That okay. to me, I don't know. It looked very kind of GCSE drama. But there's no <laughs> other way that you can you won't. Yeah, you can be the be best actor in the world, but yeah. you, everyone pretends to close and open a door the same yeah, way. I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. the, the set that was there I thought was was strikingly effective like you said the mine um, also the tree mm -hmm. you know yep. sometimes the tree you know in the, it, the the outline of the tree 
against the sky was fantastic. The bench, you know, when when they were sat on the bench, and the narrator calls it old ladies bench, mm-hmm. and underneath it in big bold words, old ladies, old ladies bench. bench. Yeah, the, the them little touches were were really appreciated. And I think without with with no set. We could have had a problem, but I think the fact right, that there was parts right. of the yeah. Set, yeah. So. so then thinking about other things that are kind of like borrowed, the narration mm-hmm. kind of you'd maybe see that in more of a literary environment. Yeah. How, how did you? Because I think there was almost bits where again it was very kind of almost like toying with when he sort of the narrator would say something and then the character would repeat the line verbatim right. or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what you guys thought of that. I, I quite liked that element of it. I thought that yeah. I thought the narration was really effective. I, I'm not a big fan of narration films. I think this really lent itself to that. And I think part of that is the theatrical element to it. You have a narrator in theatre and it was, you know, there was, this really felt like the blurring of lines between a stage production and a film production. And I, I think um, then that narration really I, I quite liked it I thought it was yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've gone on record many times about how I hate narration as a way of setting up a film because I think it's lazy yeah. um, you, I, I'm always for show don't tell is that if you want me to get involved in this world you need to show me this world but given the context of the fact that, yes, it's more of a stage play than it is a film, I actually didn't mind the narration. Mm. And I think it helps that they got someone like John Hurt to do it. Yeah. Because he's a very classical actor, or he was yeah. a very classical actor. He's done stage, he's done film, he's done bits of And his voice lots is so recognised yep. as well. That Absolutely. People, people, I think, will... I certainly did. When I heard his voice, it's... it's got like a warming feel to you. Like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, I feel and, comfortable and, and with 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 a story like this one that is so yeah. kind of punch you in the face with what it covers, yeah. you needed that. Yeah. You needed yeah. something familiar and something calming, um, especially with the topics that this film yeah. deals yeah. with. They're horrid. It, this, yeah. this this uh, you know narration and then and then the the, the naming chapters you know and, and mm. giving giving away what's going it's a bit yeah. it's a it's a bit of a trait of Lars. he always has um uh, i say always but a lot of his films he has uh the you know chapters yeah yeah and and the narration that that mix with the narration and the lack of set i thought it was actually more in line with a with a novel than a play to be honest okay. i i got the feelings reading a novel you know the, the lack of stage mm. made you bring your own imagination to the table Rather than a, a stage play, I hadn't thought of it from that point. Um, yeah, I like that. But it, it, it did force you to, to um, treat treat the 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 characters with a, with a bit of a bit of intrigue, I guess. You're more mm. intrigued with the characters because there was a lack of set. Yeah. What did you think about the cast? I certainly found. I, I had to double take on Paul Bettany because he looked so young because obviously it's 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, is that Paul Bettany? Yeah, that is Paul yeah. Bettany. Um, obviously Nicole Kidman is like, mm-hmm. she is the the, the, the lead um, and what would bring people, what would potentially bring people to this that wouldn't watch a Lars von Trier film. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, what do you guys think about her performance? I thought her performance was, was really effective. My biggest problem with all of their performances, and it, and it's something that really grated on me after a while, bearing in mind that I sat down and watched this film in one go, was that I felt that the performances were really muted. 
everything was softly spoken, everything was quiet. After a while, I was beginning to wonder if it's because it was an older film and so the audio wasn't great. But no, it was a, it was a stylistic choice. It's like people were speaking very softly. There was almost, there was like a range that the actors had been told that they had to stick to, and they couldn't go above or below that range. Everything was very, it felt muted. I wonder and if that, that really links, irritated me. That links to your point in terms of it being a novel. Yeah. I, I yeah. can see that, yeah. you know, that links very much so into that, doesn't it? Because when you're reading a novel, you are reading a range. You've not got that range, and anything above and below that comes from your own imagination. Yeah. I wonder if, if that was linked to that. That's a, that's a very good point. So I think I do think like I think to, to to Damien's point there is there is almost like a a payoff though with some of those like elements being kind of muted because the very end of the film I thought was very chilling when it goes back mm -hmm. to the you've been set up the breaking of the figurines earlier in the movie mm. and then you get that payoff at the end with the finale and if it I think the just the very I don't know kind of matter-of-fact calm way that Nicole Kidman's character kind of goes back to the wrong that was done to her yeah um, yeah that that I found kind mm. of that that will stick with me in terms of something that I remember from that movie that I found quite effective I yeah. think it's, it's it's quite a brutal film in, in mm. oh god yes you know in, <laughs> um, I don't think you sit down with a large film not expecting it to, mm. be, to be brutal no but what I think about this film though it starts off quite, I don't know, soft. It starts off. Mm -hmm. it, I think you are eased into that brutality. Yeah. And then it's it hits you yeah. like a yeah. ton of bricks. Well, this, this is it. So, um, it. It's not until... Uh, I break it into sixths. It's not until like, the, the final sixth of the film that everything starts to happen mm. in terms of the brutality with the exception of one or two events. Yeah. But when you get towards the end, it's like all of the end of the film is just one brutal act after another. Mm. Um, and and that, that is where most of it really kind of happened. Everything was just kind of leading up to these points. Mm. And I, I have seen, because I had a look at just a, a few other kind of like reviews and things on this, and there was the uh, the criticism that that some for some reason Lars von Trier has got a kind of vendetta against the United States, against America. Mm. And obviously, he and, and the point was made. Apparently, I, I could be correct, wrong on this. Apparently, he's never been to the states. Uh, so no, apparently, he's quite the flying, and so yeah, he's never been. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so he's so he's got this he's got this vendetta. So, is it? I don't know. Is he presenting a? What what is his agenda with presenting this kind of small town rural America that turns um, savage over time, or had that kind mm. of savagery within it? I don't know. Is, is 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 that well founded, or is it just a bit kind of like, come on, Lars? Well, how, how about how about we take it in context then and now? So, for instance, this was two thousand three. Yeah. So was was it George Bush? It was George Bush, and now you got Donald Trump. So actually, <laughs> he might have a point. Yeah, uh, but the film isn't set in two thousand three. No, no, nineteen twenties. Right. Nineteen thirties. I thought it was thirties. Yeah, One of the 30s. two decades. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. I don't know much about American history from that period at no, all. No. So I don't know what America was like at that time. But I think across the world, Hollywood has given us this, uh, almost a stereotype, this character of mm. America from that era. And I'm, th I'm thinking of, um, uh, what's his name? That, oh my Chaplin? God. 
No, I'm thinking of a, a, the book that was turned into a film. Great Gatsby. Great, great Gatsby. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I'm thinking of America from that time, and, and we're given this kind of stereotype of what America was like. But actually, there is a flip side to that. There is the, obviously, that's the rich, the glitz, the glamour. Yeah. There is a flip side to that. And we are also given several stereotypes about, you know, we've come, we've come out of the Wild West and, mm-hmm. and all this. There is this small town, and I think that we, I, I feel like, the town to me felt stereotyped. Mm. I, I, it didn't feel unique at all. It felt like it could have been picked up and put anywhere in the middle of America, um, not a big city, you know, just out somewhere. It just felt um, copied and pasted. Mm. Do you think that, was, that, given how little set there was and how much we had to play with in mm. terms of our own imagination, do you think that's the film or what we bring to it? Because there was next to yeah. nothing there in terms of... When I talk about the town, I'm talking about the people within the town. Oh, okay, so I'm not yeah. necessarily just talking about... Because there, there is no set. There is, you know, yeah. We have a mind. We have, uh, so it's like, so like, like, like Paul, Paul Bettany and, and the supporting cast, they're more like caricatures and stereotypes yeah. than actual fully fleshed that, characters. That would have existed in that yeah. time. They're very deep characters, I still oh, yeah. think. But I, do, I did feel like we were being given stereotypes of different people within the town and their interactions with mm. one another. It, it did feel, I felt like I'd seen it before. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that kind of plays in, you know, I don't think Lars does subtleties very well. Everything, <laughs> you know, every, everything's almost a caricature. No, it, it, this film hits you in the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think you're right. They, they, the characters are over-exaggerated mm-hmm. to, to make their own personal points. Well, yeah. I would say that I found that uh, Paul Bettany's character, Tom Edison, mm. I did find myself gradually despising him oh. more and more <laughs> as the film as the film went on as some, as someone who is a writer that consistently doesn't write um, <laughs> maybe it was more that i was feeling a reflection you know it was more like i don't know <laughs> could see yourself i could see it. myself <laughs> yeah. hopefully, hopefully not much well hopefully yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's gonna say he's he's quite a deplorable character yeah, by he, the end he, yeah he really is he really is he you really despise him um, yeah. maybe more so than some of the more vicious characters just because of the betrayal mm-hmm. um, that he kind of represents yeah um, well let's talk about Paul Bettany's character because when you when you first introduced him he's the only one who so it's Tom Edison is the only one who stands up for what's Nicole Kidman's character called again Grace 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 let's say Grace I'm, I'll stick with Nicole for now <laughs> it could be Grace so yeah you know, Tom Edison is the only one that sticks up for Grace. He gets the villagers, the townspeople, to get her to stay for two weeks, and then you know, after two weeks, we'll review it and boot them all out. Great. And then he's the one who comes up with the escape plan that horribly goes wrong. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, he had part to do with that betrayal. Instead of lying and trying to get her across whatever border it is they were trying to cross, he caved in and gave them up. Did I miss anything there? No, no. 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 Well, so it's, for me, that's where he really flipped. It's like I think I think you, you're he's, missing coward. You missing his initial reason for her staying. It wasn't mm. really for her, for her benefit or his benefit. Mm. It was to show the the people of the town that they can they can open their hearts and let someone in, and that they can reflect on themselves. Mm. That that you know he you know this is my gift. I think you remember him saying it. Yeah. You know this is the gift I've been given. That I, that I needed to to show these people who they are yeah. and make them reflect on themselves. Um, so so right from the beginning, he he, he wasn't doing it to help her. 
Yeah, it wasn't. It was thin. It was, it was, it was yeah. thin. So that makes sense. I I started to dislike him quite early on, mm. partly because I I felt he was he's a very weak character. In, he's in, almost childlike in how he thinks. Yeah, and he came across that you couldn't trust him at all, mm. and I I felt that from the start even i didn't i don't know something about him i guess that's good character isn't it if you yeah. recognize that yeah. straight away that's good character but i really did at first I, you know i was really like oh okay and then as the film goes on and you explore the things he does it kind of gives reason for that and i think but I, he came across such a weak character that i, I found him really difficult and, to and ultimately he is because if we and again Spoiler alert for sort of major plot point here, but if we go so far forward as you know, Nicole Kidman's character has been, I don't know, brought back to the town, captured for lack of a better term. She's been chained up by the neck, and she is being systematically raped by the townsfolk. He does nothing, absolutely nothing, and so like he's such such a weak character. That he, um, you know, even though he professes to be in love with her, he, he does absolutely nothing to mm-hmm. set her free or, or, or attempt to escape again. He is fundamentally incredibly weak, and he and he needs to justify himself yeah. to her. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah that, that is the sort of that just sickens you. That I, I guess on the flip side, then, did you then feel that you identified with Grace? Was she a sympathetic character? We thought so at the moment. <laughs> Apart from the very, very <laughs> last scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but see, I, I can't relate, obviously, but in terms of how she responds in those final scenes, yeah. I'm not sure that I could be like, no, her, you're you? Yeah. no, you right. go for it. I very yeah. well might do the same thing in right. your situation. When you think yeah. about the things she's been through, that kind of almost yeah. PTSD, yeah. It, you mm. almost go, all I mean, right. the, the, the <laughs> fact that she almost doesn't yeah. Actually, says more about her right. character the, than the fact that the, she ends up. I, I got a sense of almost pleasure from it. So <laughs> that was really sickening. Definitely, isn't it? definitely. But it was really yeah. like at the end, you go, yeah. "Oh, that's." I'm glad. But you it did was. That. It was kind of. It was kind of wish fulfillment, and maybe yeah. maybe this is where I would say that again. We talked about kind of Lars von Trier maybe being a bit on the nose, where the once you know I've, I've you know I've not been through something like this. I can't speak to it. But maybe getting your own back and getting revenge is not the, the you know the character the person has to live for the rest of their life. Mm. They they survive, mm. and that is the, that is the real challenge, and that's maybe the story <clears throat> that needs to be told more often. But I I wonder if in that situation though you know put yourself in those shoes and mm. uh, I don't I I, th- I think I would. Mm. I'd go savage. <laughs> so, so throughout the film, we're we're, we're thinking, well, what what's what she? What's Who is happened she? To her? What's she happened from? to her? At yeah. the end, we just find out that she's just run away from dad because they've heard, you know, yeah, they have an argument. She had an argument. You know, she she shows herself that she's just as much of a gangster mm-hmm. as her parent, as her dad at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, and I don't think that was a big deal for her. You know, that whole ordeal. I have a funny feeling that she she had she'd been dabbling in the underworld of some well, quite dark know. things with her family. I didn't get um, that at all. You know, I I think her father, um, I think he was a mobster, wasn't he? Yeah. You know, totally, I, it yeah. wouldn't surprise me that she, if she was out. With that him, she she uh, was very familiar with unhealthy relationships. Yeah, sort of right. thing. Yeah. yeah, 
I mean, do you think that's why she was so able to compartmentalize the what happened to her and the fact that it didn't um, send her into a catatonic state? Well, it was it was the, it was the conversation she was having with her dad that explains that you know he, she 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 believes that these people need help and they are there. They're mm. poor people from this poor village. Well, you know they don't know any better. They haven't had much outside world. And well, dad turned around and said, "You are arrogant." Yeah. Well, you have to, and, and, and it's just kind of well, it's something I was thinking of at the time is that they refer to these people not only as, as you know people who need help, but they start talking about all the villagers in terms of how you would treat and train a dog. Mm-hmm. So I think that says a lot about how they view this village. Yeah. It's like so for them, even though it's father daughter, they are having a conversation about how to best deal with an unruly animal, mm-hmm. just and that's how they view these people. Having a thought about when you're talking about America. Is that not what America mm. did to the Native Americans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Changed them up, raped yeah. them, you know, abused them, and then kind of the Americans, the, the Native Americans tried to fight back, but not with quite yeah. the success. But, and, it, and it's not just Native Americans, is it? If you look at any uh, encounter between two civilizations, yeah. one that's advanced yeah. and one that's maybe not, I, I, it happens in every yeah. instance. I'm just talking about America in terms of Lars von Trier's yeah. vendetta against yeah. America. Yeah. Perhaps he's, that it's a social comment on that as well. And, and tying back into, obviously, a few episodes back, you recommended um, Filthy Rich, the Jeffrey Epstein mm. documentary. And I think the interesting thing that I thought was that, that you know, when you hear those real-life um, examples <laughs> from, from the survivors, <laughs> they, they are... Um, they are talking about the fact that yeah they went back mm-hmm. yeah they they carried on because yeah. because there were so many reasons why they should put up with this or maybe they felt that it was their fault or they were completely confused and you think of Grace's situation yeah she's with she's relying on these people to keep her alive mm-hmm. and she needs their help if this is the price she has to pay that's just another bit of herself that she has to kind of deaden to just keep going mm-hmm. so I kind of it flies in the face of all that. Well, surely you would say no. Surely you would fight back. Surely you would, you know. I just don't think any of us know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I... And, until you put yourself in that situation, I don't really know. No. Uh, oh, at, at what point did you twig that the village was going to get it? Like, just the, like Nicole Kidman's character was more than who she seemed to be. Or did you? Did you until they arrived? Is that what? What did you think was going to happen? I didn't have a, I, I thought, I thought that she was going to get carted off, and the village would go back I on its really, merry way. I, um, I thought it might be like a thoroughly depressing, and she literally like lived there, and then she turned into like the old woman, the old woman that does uh, like uh, and, and that was yeah. that was the sad story of how she ended. Mm. I, I wasn't expecting oh. the big uh, twist. This is just me. I was expecting there to be some massacre at the end. And I was—I I thought she'd just mm. escape and just go mental. Yeah. And, and okay. kill them all. Ah. And I don't—I don't know. That—that's just where I saw it going, and a little bit disappointed that <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. I wish one of the you know go on a killing spree, go on a, a Tarantino-style killing yeah. spree and cut some heads off. But no. Well, she did. She just used henchmen. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 She. Yeah. You know. She. She was the one who made the decision finally to to have them all killed. I thought that. Um, actually, I don't know what I thought about it because. I mean, we're going into tough, tough territory here now. The young boy that forced her 
to punish him physically, <laughs> she made a point of having that lady's children done in first. Well, that, and making them watch. I mean, like, mm. you, you've gone from somebody literally in the space of ten minutes in a conversation. Mm. Somebody who's gone from no, these people should be spared. They should be helped because <laughs> and, and right down to kill the children first because they need to watch. I mean, how do you get from there to there in 10 minutes? I'm not criticising. I'm like, that was a powerful shift. But then I, I almost think maybe there's a little bit of, where, again, where the narrator plays plays around with us a bit there. Because I don't know, there were a few shots where there were kind of like almost shots where we were shifting back from perspective between mm. two characters. Like there were shots where Grace was lying on the bed, then she was embracing Tom, then she was lying back on the bed. And it was almost like... Mm his version of what he's seeing, her version of what she's oh, seeing. Okay. And so I wonder whether the narrator was then almost like toying with us a bit, like maybe he's not like a sort of a fully reliable narrator. Mm. He's just setting us up to then go, but you know that Grace isn't going to do that. Right. She's going to uh. do this. And I do think, I think that is one of the things, um, that whole sequence at the end, and again, everything's pared down. There's no big kind of Tarantino blood splatters, like we said. Mm. I found that very very uncomfortable mm. and and like i said i think i mentioned earlier that payoff of the mother who smashed the figurines earlier to, yeah. to injure her and then the way she turned around that back on her and yeah. said if she doesn't cry after the first two children then let the rest live yeah Ooh. that was that was, a dark. <laughs> that was yeah i yeah. was like oh man that big is, time dark yeah um and I, I i did think like you say whether you see it coming or not i, I like the way that that sort of Paid off in a in a kind of morbid sense. Yeah. I thought mm. that was that was well done. Um, I think, despite all of the uh, difficult, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it, difficult topics that are covered here, yeah. and the real kind of the brutality of the film, I, or, and it being three hours long, <laughs> I did quite enjoy it though. Though I know you, you said you found it difficult mm. to watch, and I don't. Maybe I'm just. Um, I don't know. I did. I, I quite enjoyed it. I think that it was um, interesting. I don't know. I can't, I can't get my words out. I don't know what the right... What, mm. It was... Intense. Intense. Yeah. yeah. yeah even, was... even, in the, even in the scenes where there wasn't much going on. You know, it, particularly the scenes where, where Tom Edison, um, first half of the film, was, was, was trying to hint that he wanted to go a little bit further than just yeah. a kiss. And the way he was he was wobbling his words out, even even that was intense. You know, there, there's a certain level of intensity that I think that film has throughout. I, I think, think it, yeah, intense is definitely. I right. think the expectation, probably all of us going in, either having watched some Lars von Trier films or having known having an expectation, you were just waiting for how is this all going to go wrong? Yeah. Or how is this going to kind of push buttons? Um, I I still think I think it's going to play on my my kind of sort of our final kind of wrap up Mark, I keep on going back to me watching this in chunks and I'm going to have a very different mm. view I, I'm going to have to try and think of this of, would I have done this in one night if I had that that option I think that's going to be yeah do you know what's funny though I've sat here having this conversation with you and I was very much when I came in here going there's no way I'm going to recommend it <laughs> actually the more we've discussed it and the more we've brought out those topics and those discussions it actually mm. is I think 
I don't know. I'm I'm really I I think I can't remember who I said I'm sitting on the fence for that. Is that yeah. what I said to you earlier? Yeah. Sitting on the fence. Sitting on the fence. You know, I don't I didn't know whether to recommend or not. And then that one I was up, I was like, Oh, I don't think I will. And now I'm back on that fence. How am I gonna recommend, well, aren't I? Because mm. it is a really interesting film in that But sense. it but it's a tough film as well. Let me bring up something that I found incredibly irritating throughout the entire film. It was not the shots, the frames. I thought again, loved them. But it was the fact that it was handheld and shaky throughout a lot of the film. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they were going for, and I don't really care because the biggest and it's more <laughs> sorry <laughs> because for me, I just to, to flip genre. I love horror, mm. but I will not happily watch a horror film that goes for that whole handheld BS. So like Blair Witch is out the window for you. It's boring. Yeah. Um, but it's not that. It's, a, I, it, it, it's the fact that I like to concentrate on what's on screen. And if what's on screen is shaking, I'm like, it just, I don't know. Give, give the, yeah, give the guy a diazepam or something. Steady his nerves. Oh just hold the camera. We do not. Still, we do not recommend uh, heck drug no. taking. Heck no. But whatever you need to do, just hold the camera. I mean, put it on a tripod. Don't but put it on a tripod. Exactly. <laughs> but I think I think Sam, you 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 nailed it. It's like it take personally. It takes me out of the film. Mm. Um, I can I can give an explanation for the handheldness. Mm. Um, so please do. Um, I think the majority. He wanted to do the whole film under the Dogma 95 manifesto, which is a manifesto that him and a few other directors put together that stated that you couldn't use any kind of uh, professional kit for tripods, no, really? no extra lighting, um, no, no music. That's cool. Um, no outside editing apart from cutting yep. film and, and splicing film together. Um, so, so quite a few of his previous films had 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 the had used this manifesto I, I as this started I expected this film to because there was no music to it yeah, um, yeah. And, and I started seeing handheld stuff but then but then when I started thinking about it they were using special effects for the for the uh, prologue thing so mm -hmm. that was obviously mm -hmm. yep Pre in previous films, they've well, used they this manifesto, they've held up a bit yeah. of paper, oh, or, or there's been a painting. Oh, was that how they've done it in previous um, films? And nice. then the narration, I thought that was definitely um, added on over the top, whereas in previous films that have used this manifesto, um, you, some, you could tell someone's off camera speaking yeah. narration. So, oh, um, that's really so cool. I think yeah. this film was perhaps meant to start that way, um, hence the set, but I think it probably morphed into something and and especially because Nicole Kidman's, I think uh, to this point, um, I think she was the biggest star he had mm. in in one of his films at this point. I mean, I know we had Kirsten Dunst in the film after. Yeah, Melon She's much. But Nicole Nicole Kidman she's, is, she's huge. She's um, like a massive. star. Yes, yeah, absolutely yeah. massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's wanted to use her since she she he wanted her for Antichrist and other ones. Oh really? Yeah, but she refused. Wow. I don't blame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I've not seen Antichrist. I saw the trailer and I was like, "No, you're good. You're okay." <laughs> is it Willem Dafoe? Yeah, is it? yeah. Dafoe. Dafoe. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I, that film is mental. I've not seen it. <laughs> For me, I I do kind of get a bit put off with the whole sort of like author director type. Mm. I don't know. It, I find it a little bit pretentious, a little bit kind of like let's be weird for weirdness' sake. Um, Definitely. I mean, what yeah. was what was the what was the goal of the dogma 
What did you call the... Um, Dogma, Dogma 95 Manifesto. It might what, be 94. What, what was the point of it? Um, to, to, to create a set of rules to make films under. You know, um, it, can, it can give some interesting um, results. You know, when, when you're yeah. given, a, given yeah. a set of parameters to work within. Yeah. I could see it being kind of a bit of a, I guess, a uh, the antithesis of what at that point you've got. You might almost say, like, if you're talking the 90s, like, peak action movie blockbuster mm. kind of you probably see Arnold those. Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah just yeah. highly stylized mm-hmm. you know throwing everything you can at it in terms of uh, effects and things like that um, so yeah I could see that people would want to maybe return to something and a bit more genuine I do think that Lars Montrose sees himself more as an artist than a filmmaker you know, yeah if you were to talk about George Lucas or Tarantino they are mm. they're filmmakers they're filmmakers they make yeah. films for entertainment sake I do think if and I don't know this, I've never heard Lars von Trier say this, I'm just going on his, what the films I've seen of his, he, it seems as though he's making art, visual art. Mm. And I did, I, I heard, I think when I was looking at some of the trivia, I think the, the, the actors involved have all said that it was not a comfortable shoot. And oh, I, I think no, even Paul Bettany so. was tricked by one of his friends who, he told him, oh, it's the, you, literally the most fun you will have oh, in yeah. film totally. And he was like, about halfway through, he's like, when does the fun start? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're puppets for him. He he, yeah. he doesn't allow them any artistic expression. You know, they, right. they, they deliver the way he delivers. And, you know, he, you know let's, let's not beat around the bush. He's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, well, he used, you know, especially during this, but I think he wrote the film on an alcoholic binge. Wow. Um, you know, he explains he, a lot. He, he really does. Like, he, he, yeah, he explains a length. He's a, he's a depressive, um, you know, he d- deals with deep bouts of depression, disappears for yeah. years, and then all of a sudden he'll pop up with a new script. Um, you know, this guy's got troubles, and I think I think film is a way for him to, to express those troubles. Did you see that thing when yeah. he was, I can't think what film it was, uh, and he was at Cannes, and oh he God. said uh, something like, I don't... Don't quote me on this. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of Hitler wasn't all bad. I could, I, I could, I, um, no, what was it? I don't sympathize with Hitler, but I can see where he's coming from. Right, that was it, yeah. And he said it in, in a press conference. Wow. And you could just you feel the banned. room go, oh, yeah, because <laughs> even now in 2020, Hitler was not a topic you take lightly. No. It's like the tweets you see where it's like, no one, absolutely no one, yeah. not a person. <laughs> There may be like again, he's one of these people that you know, he's like, What can I do to shock people? What can I do to yeah. you know, make myself I, don't know. I genuinely think he might think, yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've seen him interviewed a few times, and I do think that he's a, a seriously unique character. Mm. And I'm not saying that he believes in genocide or anything like that, but I believe that he looks at Hitler and says, Well, this part of his personality actually was. Mm. was Quite good. you know, I, I and that's not what I think at all, just yeah. to make that crystal clear. Um, but I, I think that he's one of those characters, and he's not scared mm. when some people might think that and they study Hitler and they go, Oh, he was very clever in this sense, they keep that to themselves. Mm. Yeah. I think he's one he of says things. what he thinks, yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting though, because like maybe if you don't, if you don't like that kind of person, like if that if his character doesn't kind of resonate with you, then you probably the, the quality of his work will be something that you kind of not really connecting with maybe if we, like thinking back to our last when we looked at um midnight in paris mm. if you were like well i don't like woody allen i just find mm. him kind of 
frustrating and annoying or something like that, then mm -hmm. then you would say, well, that's just tarnished for me because I can see all of that written in the way that he directs. Mm -hmm. you know, um, so yeah, maybe I don't know. I think it's always almost a challenge when you've got that kind of like auteur or that that people will either be put off or won yeah. before you even watch the movie. Tarantino's a good example of that. Yeah. People yeah, people yeah. either love or hate Tarantino films. Yeah. And it's... Tarantino's a bit more mainstream, but at the same time he has a very specific style. Mm. That, mm. As you said, you Joe, I love Tarantino it. films. I hate Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen him interviewed so many times and every time I see him interviewed I want to punch him in the head so hard. <laughs> Just. Oh. He's a petulant child. Well, I hope in to hell he doesn't listen to this. I hope he does. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Um, but he uh, is an incredible filmmaker. An incredible oh, filmmaker. And undeniable. Yeah. Petulant child. James Cameron would be another one for me. Would be right. like, yeah, I love some of his films, but I think him, just the way he conducts himself. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just strange maybe going into like I, I know Lars von Trier I've not watched any of his films but I know of him yeah. right. and then you, you kind of try and go in objectively is it, is it, is it difficult but that's it thing? I don't it's think if you're going into Lars von Trier sorry to no, 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 no. I don't think this is the film to go into no. Lars von Trier with this is no. this is really out there and mm. I actually we were talking no, earlier on about it. Nymphomaniac I think that would be, although a lot in well, terms of six hours long. Yeah, it's two parts. Yeah, two parts. Technically, it's two, three but hours. I, I do think that's an easier Von Trier film to go into. In Thank you. That's of, easier. Um, Antichrist uh, would be. Is it Antichrist yeah. is easier than this? Yeah. Yeah, Jeez. it is. It's it's really weird. It's. Both of those oh. films, just by the title, sound I like know. thematically they're probably <laughs> quite problematic. But I mean, their titles are exactly what you should expect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Another wow. one of the idiots. Right. <laughs> I've, heard, I've um, heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've so seen none of these. Mm. But I don't think this is a. This is uh, an introduction to. I'm not, I'm not sure mm. anywhere is to be honest. Um, and and I'm very much a fan of you know if I if I want to delve into to someone's uh, repertoire I'll start at the beginning right yeah. okay and yeah. I'll, I'll I'll get the first film yeah. and work on my what was out. his first film do you know um, his um, The Element of Crime and it's okay. it's pretty good oh okay yeah. Yeah. Okay. cool I'll have to check that one out yeah. two, two things um, we, we kind of touched on it earlier so I think I think it's about can you separate the artist from his or her art because we've all talked about how he comes across as a bit of a well, whatever you, word you want to input there, but his his work for sure, and I've only seen two of his films, one of which is is this one, mm -hmm. um, but there's certainly a very specific style to it, mm -hmm. and I think that you're either going to be put off instantly, or you're really going to enjoy and sit down and watch it. Mm -hmm. But the second thing that kind of leads into it is, given the length of time that this film is, was that necessary? No. I don't think so. I think that story could have been told in two hours. I think there are elements of it. I think there were, within those chapters, there were elements of the story. It reminded me of Breaking Bad, the TV series, <laughs> only in as much as the Breaking Bad series could be condensed into two-thirds the length they were. Because in the middle of every series, there were two or three episodes that were so boring and nothing happened <laughs> and you could get rid of that. Yeah. And I felt the same in this film. I felt, I felt like there were moments, I know you're going to disagree, because I think you really like that character development. Mm. I just found it so slow at times. Mm. I really wanted more to pick up. 
What I love is if he turns around and says, no, I completely agree with you. No, he's I like film with a bit of length. I wasn't here for last last week's uh, Midnight in Paris. Yeah, you and I both. Thank God. Um, but that, <laughs> Crushed my soul. <laughs> that that uh, came in an hour and a half? Yeah. Just far too short. I wanted. I wanted. Hey, really? I wanted oh. Double the length of that. Film. Nice. And it was you who said it was an hour and a half was on the nose. No, I, I can't remember if I said it was me, on the nose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, said, said, right, I, right. I said that I really enjoyed it, and I can happily put that on time and time and time again. Right. This is nearly three. Yeah, it's two hundred and fifty minutes inclusive of credits. Right. I'm never watching this film again. Sure. Yeah. What's interesting? I've, so I saw this film years ago. I've, I can't remember when. But... So when was this out? To... 2003. 2003. Yeah. God, right. So I can't remember. Yeah, it must have been a uni I watched. So it. To the, I, I graduated 2008, so I was still in sixth form. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So I was at college. I think I must have watched it at university. And I remember really enjoying it the first time I watched it. I really thought it was like groundbreaking. This is brilliant. This is great. This is great. Second time I watched it, I really I struggled with it really. And I remember, as I was going into it, I remember the length of it and going, oh my God, this is that really long <laughs> film. But I also, I don't know, there were bits where I sat there, I was bored second time watching mm. it. I, I think maybe because I knew what was coming. I don't know. I just, I didn't enjoy it second time round as well. Hmm. Again, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm, I've skewed everything because I've uh, chunked it up and watched it episodically. Yeah. Um, is that something you do regularly? Yes, sir. Yes, I do. I'm sorry, Mr. Baker. I'm trying to think if any of the other films that we've watched. Um, well, none of them were as long as this. You wouldn't no, need to break them up, would you? I wouldn't. I don't think I broke it up because I looked at it and saw, oh, it's three hours. I think it was yeah. literally, I wanted to make sure that I finished it by the time we got here and just yeah. like my week was a bit fragmented. So yeah. I don't think it was kind of like a, I will never watch a three hour film in, mm -hmm. in one go. Um, I've watched. I've, well, Did you watch The Irishman? Well, that's that was. Yeah, yeah. I haven't finished The Irishman. It's <laughs> 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 not finished right. it. So. Because I, I haven't watched Irishman yet simply because of its length. Yeah, I so Matt, had the answer is yes, he does. Yeah. He but, brings films up regularly. But this is the thing. This is maybe this is a post-children thing. Obviously, it's parents on pictures. Because yeah. before having a child, I used to do like movie marathons. Like we right. watched like the whole of the extended Lord of the Rings. Yes. Or, like all, all of the Star Wars films back to back. Like. So you do that like, yourself. Like, why would you not? <laughs> I can't do three hours. I can't do three hours, but I could do fourteen hours. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. So read what you read what you will. Into that. I no, wonder if yeah. did you, because breaking it up into those sections actually is is an with this film especially mm. a real a relatively easy thing to do. Oh yeah. Those chapters. Yeah, you can absolutely. stop at the end of a chapter. A hundred percent. And I don't know. Maybe that would make it like a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can exactly. Sit and read the whole book. Or... This is the point. Maybe, maybe, maybe then I will go back and watch it a second time. In what was it? Eight, nine chapters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. In nine, three, just yeah. in three chapters. I'll just, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be Let's right. get Lars yeah. on the phone. I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. Did you try to turn this into a film version of a book? Because yeah, yeah. yeah. But then again, um, oh, because Tarantino does the same thing, doesn't he, in his films? Like he'll put like I'm thinking specifically of Kill Bill. He mm. puts up. Those, yeah, right, and Pulp Fiction. Yeah. He'll, he'll put chapters up on the screen. Pulp um, yeah, split to three, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Although, although it, it's it's more of a te storytelling 
unique rather than just chapters, chapters of the yeah. same story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I think these is supposed to be kind of giving you little nudges as to mm-hmm. kind of wetting your appetite for what's going, what's coming forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's 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 what I knew that I was kind of like, oh thank goodness um, when the final chapter came up and the end of the the, <laughs> the chapter description was the end of the film. I was like, oh we're finally here after uh, two hundred whatever minutes we're at. It's like we're gonna yes oh we're at the end. Um, so I think I think I might actually yeah I might I might go back and watch it a second time in chunks and see if I can access it more easily because um, I'm not gonna lie. I thought that the length of it was was unnecessary, but then again, is that because I'm used to receiving it in an hour and a half chunks? Like a film for me typically is an hour and a half, but then I sat down and watched Cloud Atlas from start to finish, and will never have a problem with that film. How long is that? It's it, it's a similar length. Well, yeah, to be fair, like so if um if it's on TV or if, I don't know, every now and again, just like put on Wolf of Wall Street. Just about to mention that. Yeah. Film, that film goes yeah. by. Oh, so, so quick. Yeah. And this is it. This film dragged. And I think it has, per- you know, we're, 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 is that a reflection on Grace's time there? Yeah. You know, maybe. Are we, are we meant to maybe. feel the drag that she's feeling? Maybe. Good point. Are we meant to be feeling the drag that the townspeople are feeling? I mean, you know, Ben, the guy, and the mechanics guy, he looks forward to probably to, to his visit to the hookers. Was it once a month? You know, yeah. life I mean, he must, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> life must come <laughs> dog. Though. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. The, the the biggest problem for me personally, when watching a film of this length, is it because it had what was on screen was good. I enjoyed the style, not the shaky cam. I enjoyed a lot about the film. But because I thought there was a lot of nothing's happening or I'm beginning to switch off or lose my way, when it finally got to those gut punches at the end, mm. it was almost like I was in the chair, completely like, oh, finally something's happening, but I'm not sure I can muster the energy to care because I'm really <laughs> bored right now. <laughs> and I'm wondering if for me personally that impacted how I did or did not enjoy the end of the film because I still don't know if I enjoyed the end. I thought what happened was like, whoa, that was a shift. That's awesome. But am I enjoying this? I don't know. I just, it's so long. Like, and this is one thing, I'm going to have to go back and watch it again, and, but in chunks. And I think, you know, a film like this, um, you know, are you meant to enjoy it? I don't know. Are you meant to just sit back and let it hit you and just sort of appreciate it for what it is, you know, do you enjoy it? Do you want to visit again? Probably not. But, but you know, that you know, we've had this conversation before. Mm. Is, is art meant to entertain or is it just there to to mm. to, to, to be? Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you experience it for what it is. I heard this today on the radio. Does an artist paint for appreciation or does an artist paint to paint? Mm-hmm. And I, I, they, it was on LBC and they were talking about... Um, Talk about Banksy and his boat mm. and, and the people who mm. and, and that stuff, um, and, I, and I, that kind of I don't know. I thought that was an interesting thing. You know, musicians they don't write music yeah. to entertain. They write music because they write music comes from their soul. Well, some of them do, and but they're they're, they're they're called sellouts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Like yeah. Steven Spielberg and James Cameron. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, this is the thing. Yeah, I guess 
because if you, I was thinking about this. I know I, I um, did a quick review for Tenet the other day, and and that film, I loved that film. I thought yeah. it was fantastic. It was exactly what it was entertaining. Can't wait to see it. It's yeah. brilliant. Mm. But did it say anything? Does like, it need? Does it? Does yeah, exactly. Did you know that this is the thing? Is that someone would say, oh well, you know, art needs to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. provoke, you know. I didn't come out of it saying, well, then my worldview has been yeah. changed. Whereas with this, I think maybe it it possibly did. And okay. maybe that's what you say. Not necessarily you shouldn't be entertained by some of those themes. Like, I would be very concerned if you yes. watched that film and found yes. that. Yeah. No, that's, that's, a, that's a fair comment, actually. Yeah. 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 But, 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 but there's, no, there's, no, there's no trade-off for merit if, mm. if, if it's got something to say or it hasn't. You know? yeah. mm. There's... Two things can exist in the same mm. in the same sphere. It's more of like a spectrum. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Again, it links back to: is it art or is it you know entertainment? It, it's certainly not entertainment. I can definitely see where it's more art than anything else, mm. for sure. So yeah, it's mm. it's, a, it's it's hard not categorizing it, but like the the film is is hard. All mm. the touchstone and all the touch points are just punch you in the gut, kind of. What genre is this film? Can we know? Because, like, where would you a, place it in terms of genre? Drama. Is it a drama? Uh, yeah, drama, thriller, mm, thriller maybe, maybe a thriller-esque. I mean, there's a an element of thriller to it. Who is she? Where does she come from? They're okay. chasing her. You know, yeah. there is that element to it. But I don't, I don't think you can pigeonhole it. Again, is it is it a period piece because it's set in the 1930s, 1930s or yeah. like the, the the Great Depression, America, that kind of era. Yeah. yeah. Or would it just get chucked into the art house section? When yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, again, wow. that's that's very realistic. Yeah. And again, um, if you yeah. didn't have Nicole Kidman on the front cover, mm-hmm. yep. you, it's, it's, it's interesting how that plays with it. I don't know, though, because I think Von Trier's reputation carries pretty well itself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think Nicole Kidman is a major draw to this film, but I mm-hmm. think that his reputation is maybe not as big a draw as Nicole Kidman, but mm-hmm. is, is a relative, you know. I mean, it's still... Draw. Yeah. I'd say it's been early on in his career, but you know he's had a lot of success since this film. Yeah. I think this was probably his biggest film to date. I know Dance in the Dark. I think did Bjork win a Oscar? I or don't she know if she got nominated. Oscar, but she got nominated for a few awards. Um, yeah. So I mean, this this was a film that he was just starting to hit his popularity, mm. and I think since then he's. he's Gone up into the now, Yeah, you, you've got more experience with this director than, than than I do. Do you think this is also where he started to hit his style, or was his style well ingrained before this point? There's a lot on his IMDb credits before this. Oh, tons. Yeah, and mm. and and surprisingly, I think there was a little bit of television on there as well, a little yeah. bit of film. So he's you know he's yeah. been I'd about. Say, I'd say it's hard to really pigeon. I was just whole, thinking a, a, a style, you know. Mm. In you know, we're talking about Woody Allen. Woody Allen has a really specific style when he makes a film. Yeah. I don't think Von Trier's got that kind of same thing. There are things, I think, that you find mm. in Von Trier, but they're more themes than technical. Would you agree in terms of... I mean, it's, I'm think, I've only seen two, maybe three other Von Trier mm-hmm. films, so I'm mm-hmm. not that well. Most of his films start with quite an epic visual shot. Mm-hmm. You know, the, this was the, the above the, the, yep. the town, which, interestingly, uh, they... The roof wasn't big enough for them to film all in one. So, how, oh, so, so it's, it's to, two shots. They, well, it was quite a few different shots. Oh wow! They had wow. to stick they had, together. They, they That's interesting. Hit that well. Mm, I didn't well. notice that yeah, at all. No, I, it's one of those things, isn't it, where oh, you wow. don't those mm. kind of like visual effects. 
that you don't ever, when you think visual effects, you think a giant transformer. Yeah. You don't think <laughs> piecing together shots or the feather floating in, in um, Forrest Gump or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's, I always think that's really interesting how people can use that effectively without yeah. you thinking that they've sold out because yeah. they used a computer <laughs> or something. Well, I saw, uh, was it one of the, the last James Bond films? I think that's called The Last uh, There were so many. Spectre. Spectre. And the opening sequence oh, that, that was all supposedly on one shot and it's in three shots stitched together. And that always mm, fascinates wow. me. Every time I watch that, I go, can you see where it is? And I used to, when I was teaching, I used to get the students to work out where the stitches were. Nice. Oh, can nice. you spot their yeah. edit? Yeah. Um, and this is it. It's like, uh, when, I think Children of Men probably did it best to begin with, like that one take shot mm. and that was i think that was one take mm. it was yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. They, they, the that, they, yeah. they they uh they got fake blood on the camera and because it was one take they didn't wipe it off yeah insane and then people kind of like mimic that and you can spot where the stitching of the scene mm. is i mean they tried to do it in um what was the action film that we reviewed a few months back with Extraction. Hemsworth. Extraction. Extraction. Yeah. They did a, like an 18 minute fight sequence that was That's quote unquote right. unbroken. Yeah, but yeah. you could, if you what, you could spot the stitching yeah. of the scenes. Mm. So the fact that that mm. beginning scene was stitched together and used I didn't effects, notice that at all. I didn't I notice. Didn't, I didn't, and I normally do. Because I'm like, ah, there's your was stitch. Was it in a massive hangar? I think it must have been. Oh, yeah. Apparently you just couldn't get high enough to get the whole street in. Oh. Awesome. I'm talking of one, one shot. Um, one shot scenes. Mm. Old Boy, the Korean film. I've not seen. I've seen the yeah, American right. remake. So and I've heard that it's apparently not very good by comparison. Oh, okay. so I saw the American remake and hated it. Like, really? I heard only heard amazing things oh, about the it's Korean. Incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. There's, the there's a great <laughs> hammer. <laughs> hammer fight scene, which is which is just one scene in a hallway, looking at its streets of rage stuff. Yeah, it's all one shot. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> 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 Love that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now, very, very quickly, I'd like to interrupt what we're doing and just say a massive thank you to uh, Doc Savage. Uh, so, you may or may not be aware, but we're actually live streaming this on our Parents on Pictures podcast Facebook page. First time ever. First time ever, as well as live streaming it for the first time ever on Twitch, which is demo underscore savage 111. And uh, Doc Savage has not only donated to the stream, but he's also said, um, because this is a compelling and great conversation. GG, guys. Thanks. Absolutely wow. awesome. Doc, much appreciated. Appreciate that. Really appreciate it. Really That's do. awesome. But I wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to say that before. Because we can't find a natural gap when the four of us are talking. Shut up, chat. Yeah, yeah. So everybody, so, but if you if you have any questions on either platform, feel free to ask or or uh, you know chip along. Because sure. if you if you're thinking things, and we can find a way of working it in, we'll we'll read the comments and we'll and we'll address any conversations. Just there. I don't know about you guys. I really like. I think this is a, it, the conversation seems to flow much easier. I feel like we're talking over one another more, but the conversation yeah. feels. Feels easier. I'm I'm enjoying it, but then again, I'm I'm very much a face to face person. Right. Yeah. It might be because are you drinking tea? <laughs> <laughs> I reckon. Who's, oh, yeah. Yeah, who's, who's got time? Who's got time? Uh, what are we? Half past nine. So, does anybody have anything particularly pressing they want to add before we go on to recommend, not recommend? Um, I'd like to go for it. Give one of my favourite shots in the whole whole film. Um, it's the last shot. And the outline of the dog morphed into the dog. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thought yeah. that was such a, a relief. I, d I don't know why. It was almost like a release, like, oh, 
Oh, and there we go. So me and my friends, we Tom, Tom Moore, if you're watching this, howdy. Um, we we used to watch this guy's films a lot, and whenever we finish, we look at each other and say, "Oh, Lars, you did it again." And it always been so emotionally drained. And and that that more for the dog, it, 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 I thought summed it up nicely if, for me. I don't know why. If there was one shot for me that I think that stood out, it would be and in it not from an enjoyment sense, but from just being a very shocking. It is the Stellan Skarsgård, the rape, mm. because yeah, of the yeah. way that it is, just it uses that whole thing of the no set. Mm. Everyone else is going going about their daily lives, and then Oof. this absolute act of brutality is going on in the background. Mm. Yeah, um, I thought that was incredibly challenging to watch. Just yeah, really well put together. I had a favourite shot would be that opening shot. I really liked yeah. that. I mm-hmm. thought it was really well, impressive. The, the, the opening shot lulled me into a false sense of security. I was like, oh, this is really good. I like this. And, and, and I was like, oh, 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 oh. This, this, is, this is the whole thing. It's a stage production. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, but no, that first shot was awesome. But I think for me, it was it was the shift in tone at the end um, that, that was most engaging. I enjoyed parts of the um, character development, but in terms of, you know, did they get the balance between character development and length of the film right and what happens? I'm not sure they did. But I'll save the rest of that for recommend not recommend. Should we go into it? Sure, yeah, why not? Ready? So, ready? Let's do it. Now, this You're is, last. Is yeah, right? so yeah. Matt, Matt's last because it's his film, so he gets final say. It's your pick. I still haven't decided, so can right, I so not go first? <laughs> <laughs> okay, third. Okay. Andy, it's 250 minutes. Maybe. How much more time do you need? Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. So, and, and I think what we should do is we should say, because we always go yes, no, but I think we should say a little bit about it and then leave the recommend, not recommend to the end. Um, you know, for dramatic effect. Oh my God. Um, All right, Von Trey. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? In, 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 you know, in true style of, of this particular director, we'll leave everything to the last 20 minutes. Um, in terms of the style, bar the handheld, which I hated, but that's more of a personal thing. I thought that it was incredibly well put together. I loved the fact that it was a stage production. I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I had known that it was basically a stage production when I was going in for it. Because okay. I, I knew nothing about this film other than the fact that what it was called, Nicole Kidman was in it, and it had a good reputation. That's literally all I know about this film. I thought it was way, way too long. However, having talked to the three of you this evening, I am going to go back to it and watch it in chunks. I'm going to watch a chapter, leave it, watch a chapter, leave it. I think I might enjoy it more. In terms of the actors, I thought that they were muted and I thought the reason for that was because they were going for a specific style. I found it incredibly frustrating that they were literally acting in a certain pitch. They couldn't go too low, they couldn't go too high. At some point, Many, many times I found myself switching the volume on the TV up because I couldn't hear what they were saying. It's like their performances were being mumbled and I had to turn it down again because all of a sudden something was particularly loud and, you know, there are children in the house. Although, thankfully, there weren't when I was watching this. The wife had taken them out. <laughs> it was daytime and the kids were out. One was at school and one was uh, at Granny's. So I was very fortunate that there was no one in the house. Because in terms of what this film deals with and the topics, 
It's hard. I am not put off by hard topics by any means. Did I enjoy those topics? Hell no. Absolutely not. But that was the point. Did I enjoy the film? Yeah, I think overall I did. But it was massively too long. And on that basis, given that it is parents on pictures, if you had the option to do this, would I recommend it? No. It, it's 250 minutes long. Break it down into chunks. But if you are looking to be entertained, this is not the film for you. This is not entertaining because of the subject matter. Yeah. I enjoyed this from a film critical point. Mm -hmm. I did not enjoy this at all from an entertainment value point of view. Because there's nothing, in my mm. opinion, entertaining about this film. So overall, I can't recommend it. But I thought we were saving I, that to the ending. Oh, no, no, that's the end. I'm, I'm done now, so it's going to go on to, like, Sam next. You just said yeah. you can't recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I can't recommend The end of each individual person. Oh, I see. Yeah, you see, you see I, I mean, it's called leading up to it, and then... Oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a very good storyteller. That's all right, no worries. Um, just, that's, that's Sam's job. He's the writer. Before, sorry, Sam. <laughs> before, before we go on. Um, if you are listening to this and you are going to recommend this podcast someone to listen to, play it as a drinking game. Right? <laughs> Every time Damo says 250 minutes, have oh, a drink, mate. Right? you will be wasted by the end of this. I'm sorry, it was a big yeah. sticking point for me. When I saw the playtime on Netflix, I'm like, tell me the credits it's are a typo. 30 minutes long. Yeah. It's a typo. Yeah, no, tell me the credits are 30 minutes long. Um, but yeah, for, uh, so yeah, in terms of length and entertainment, no, I, I can't recommend it to other parents. And I think you can also drink for every time I mention the fact that I didn't watch it in one go. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. I'm not sure where anyone would make the end of the podcast if they did that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so this is a really interesting one. I'll probably, first of all, probably say Thanks to Matt for recommending it, because this isn't something that I would have gone out of my way or would have found out by myself. And I think it's really good to, you know, that's probably one of the things I enjoy about doing this podcast is that you, you watch things that you maybe wouldn't have picked up necessarily. Um, I think there were, there were, you know, definitely elements of this that really hit me and I found were challenging. Um, and I think, yeah, there were some big topics in there. I do think that I would say my expectation that Lars von Trier would maybe be a bit pretentious um, is probably something that I would still go along with. Um, I am going to say, based on the fact that I don't know if I would have, again, I don't know if I would have enjoyed it for the, the full three hours. And if we're going back to the premise, would I say, okay, you've got one, you've got an option to watch one film this week. Yeah. Would I recommend this film? I am going to say no. I would not recommend it on that basis. But that is not to say that that's any measure of the quality. That's more about me. Yeah. And I'm kind of saying if you align yourself with the type of things that I've liked and you've mentioned, you know, that I've mentioned, then that's probably where you would take this. But I would definitely have it on my kind of list of like, do you know what? If you are ready to sit down and watch yeah. something like this, um, then, then do it. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say... It's a, again, with me, it's always caveated. It's like a not recommend with caveats. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I'm, you've pretty much said everything I wanted to say on that in terms of, you both have. And I think that this film, I think, I don't know where you're going to go with it, but I think that I, it's a great film. It's it, in terms of, it's, it, it's a challenging film, but it, it's, a, it's a piece of art. And it's a real, it's a fantastic piece of art. Um, it deals with some horrible stuff. Mm. 
but the storytelling and the way it's told, I think, is is really great. If you're looking for something that's different, watch it. But I, I can't recommend this. I don't think this is a film that if you are a parent and you have one thing to watch this week, you should watch. I could recommend ten other films. You could probably way. fit ten other films in as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but again, that's not to say you shouldn't watch this if you ever get the opportunity, because it is it is worth watching. And it's just so different. It's unusual. I don't think, even by Von Trier's standards, I don't think you'll find a film as unusual as this. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm at. Sorry. Matt? Uh, so I came to this film kind of knowing what to expect. Um, and and that is, expect anything. I mean, uh, all these films are very different. Um, they, they follow... Kind of similar kind of themes, you know, um, uh, you know, human condition that you'd be in one of them, exploring, exploring how how dark and evil we can be. Um, so I knew what I was in for. Um, I knew it was long, um, and that didn't put me off. I I, I got the snacks ready and I <laughs> got myself settled in for the night. And you know, and that's that's personally what I like from a film. I like a film with a bit of length and something that's gonna absorb me for a good few hours and, and get me thinking after um, and this hit all them buttons um, it was technically brilliant I thought you know the, 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 the filmmaking here is, is top class and the story was was good but I don't think it's his best and, and that's where I'm actually going to I flip it here. I probably wouldn't recommend this. Um, I did not expect that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> because I'm, he's quite. A, he, he isn't a, a popular guy, and I don't think a lot of people would appreciate wasting their evening um, with this. Uh, um, you know, it's it's a it's a tricky film, mm. and. Three hours is a long time, and I feel that you could be a little bit disappointed if you put it on. By all means, if you do enjoy kind of delving into the dark side of cinema and enjoy art, then then yeah, you would know this film mm -hmm. and you would know this director. But if it's your first first time coming in contact with this director, mm -hmm. then probably leave. I, I think it's interesting because although we've all for different reasons or some similar reasons said that. I think that for someone like who watching this who likes that kind of cinema would be like, I'm gonna watch it. Like yeah. based on everything yeah, you've said, yeah. regardless Absolutely. of the yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, if if you're a newcomer to, 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 to this kind of cinema I guess, um, you know, there's there's other films to be to be jumping mm. in first and, and mm. not just Lars films, you know. Um, mm. if you're going Lars von Trier, Antichrist mm -hmm. Infomania, far more accessible. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, um, my, my introduction to this director was Dancer in the Dark, uh, and I loved and, it. And, and, I loved and it. And again, you know, that's a musical, mm. you know, that deals with very similar dark, yep. disturbing themes. Um, this this isn't a starting place for that. No. This this you you need to be some way down that path already. I think. Yeah. Makes sense. Did it? And I don't mean this condescending. But did it hurt you to say that? Because I thought this was. The type of film that you would really enjoy, but you can't recommend it. No, not 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 for the for the podcast mm. listeners. I don't think I may be uh, 
judging the kind of person that listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> we were, but, me and Andy were talking about the fact that we, we, we all need to try and get the, the, the double, which is you need to get a, a recommended film that everyone yeah, recommends, yeah. and then you need to put one out there that yeah. everyone dislikes. And I think so far... Damien, you've got 21 Bridges, which we've yeah. all disliked. Yeah. yeah. And you've yeah. got um, Midnight in Paris, which everyone has recommended. recommended. So yeah. you've, all, you've got a, a, a one, yeah. one non-mech. Who's going to get Bingo about? first, guys? Yeah, we well, see, this, yeah. is the, this is the thing, yeah. is that even though all four of us have not recommended it, did all four of us enjoy this film? I don't yeah. and, I, and I mean that from a, a, a like what critical you said a minute standpoint. ago. Yeah, from a yeah. critical standpoint, I did enjoy it. I don't yeah. think I can say I enjoyed the film. No, there, well, there's, there's no subject matter here to enjoy. No, that, right. That would be odd, I think. Mm. I mean, putting it in context of of his, it's the worst, his worst film, I think. Really? For, for me. Wow. And that, that's why I'm not recommending it. Fair. Mm. Interesting. Okay, well, so uh, technically that is the end of the film. Um, so that, that that just leads us to do the concluding pass. Andy, fabulous. Where can they find us if they want to do so? So find <laughs> us. We're on Facebook. Uh, get onto Facebook. We are Parents on Pictures podcast. Get on there. Uh, we're live streaming tonight. I'm sure we'll do this again. Mm. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's Me too. Long. Yeah. I keep the one thing I have found is I keep looking down at my lap because obviously I've got yeah, the, and the I'm, I'm keeping an eye on Twitch. Chat, um, I'm doing the same but thing. It, it's been a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, so we are on Facebook. If you want to recommend a film for us to uh, review, mm -hmm. please, you know, we'd love to take a recommendation. Um, and we're on YouTube, and go for it. Technically, we're on Twitch, I suppose. Oh, uh, we are now. Yeah, we are now. Mm -hmm. Twitch is uh, Damo underscore Savage one one one. Damo is D A M O Savage is you know how it normally savage. is. Yeah, <laughs> and one one one. Well, it's three ones. Um, <laughs> now, with regards to audio, we are. On uh, essentially everywhere now because yeah. you can get us on Spotify, Anchor, and iTunes. So those three, given what they are, you can pick it up on almost any podcast application that you might happen to use. Uh, and so yeah, we're 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 everywhere. Gents. There's no excuse not to. Not at all. Not at all. We do take feedback. Uh, I can't remember what the email is. So Facebook us. We do have an email, believe it or not. Do okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've got an email account. Okay, I have no so, idea what it is. No, we neither. Uh, so <laughs> Facebook us. That's definitely the. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Facebook us because that's yeah it, it, messages and all that jazz, yeah. which is cool. Now, uh, technically, that's where it'll go. Everybody, say bye now. Uh, bye. 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 bye.